Well, two weeks into the season and it's all starting to get very, very harsh around here. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Paddy, Cameron and Hammy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. How are we doing, boys? Um, I think everyone needs to just calm down. <laughs> Including <laughs> you, money bastards. It's oh. been you all fucking day. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm looking outside and it's glorious sunshine and I'm having to sit here on my laptop and talk to you, so... <laughs> We all know you hate the podcast, Cameron. Almost as much as you hate, hate the hearts. Um, but you are, as we're just saying, Cameron Hammy, you feel like all your positivity has gone already. <laughs> no, nah, not completely. Like, I think it was just yesterday was a bit, a bit disappointing, but we'll, we'll get to that. I think early in the season, well, let's not let it get to us too much. Right. Hammy? It's it's probably still because it's so fresh in the mind, but that was honestly one of the worst games of football I've ever been in. So I've just <laughs> the happiness was just drained from me. So yeah, I think everything's shit now. But you know, I'll get get it to Wednesday, and I'll be ready to go for the the game on Thursday night. So oh, I, I honestly think everyone's just underestimating how good Kilmarnock are at defending. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that result's going to look good when they go on to beat Celtic this Sunday, and then they also go on to have an invincible season without conceding any goals. I just I'm not even sure they really had to defend. <laughs> <laughs> they they were very smart. They kept us wide the whole game. <laughs> like I felt like we never had the ball in the box or between the posts. At all. <laughs> Um, but if it, Derek McInnes ain't no mug so uh, people need to calm down there's people <clears throat> this is always going to happen as soon as people don't like what's happened the question marks are are out that's not what I'm saying just made that up but now here comes the what, who's actually managing this club anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out to be honest because the technical director was in the, the manager's area quite a lot yesterday <laughs> Different types of whistles for different types of situations. None of them Just so many bald guys down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nice. a Russian. It's like one of the Russian dolls of bald guys. It's just one after <laughs> the other inside each other. Wait a minute. <laughs> and their boss, Mister Savage, also a bald man. Yes. Uh, At least oh, who else? McKinley's not bald. At least. Is Anne Budgie a bald man? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, but yeah, and plus, we've just had two two clean sheets in a row. When was the last time we had two clean sheets in a row domestically? Aye, but it was also matched with one shot on target the whole game. All right, Paddy, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> right, big news from today. <clears throat> Huge news. Lauren Shankland could soon become Lauren Shankland of Arabia or England. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. Someday I was going to do it. So many dad jokes flying about in this podcast. Now. You're, you're literally on a podcast with three dads, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> three dads and a boy. Um, but yeah, or, or England. Um, the bid has been rejected from the club at three million. I think we all know what's going to happen. He's going to leave the club for five million this window, isn't he? No. Do you not think so, Paddy? I'll elaborate. Fifty million. I told you last week. <laughs> Three years left in that deal. Scored over thirty goals last year. If, if this was Neymar, Neymar's going for fucking a hundred million. He didn't score thirty over thirty goals last season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I, I think it'll be less than five. To be honest. Do you? I think it'll be like I think it might be around four, somewhere in between that three and five. Um, and do you know what? Right, in all honesty, take the goals last season out of it. 
the club are in a position where they've signed a guy for less than a million and they can put him on at a decent profit at that point. 250,000, Cameron. That's that's lower than I thought, actually. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably thinking of his fee when he left Scotland, when he left for about a million. So, hmm. I mean, that markup, we know the kind of position club and we're that stepping stone to players. And I think there's got to be a level of acceptance of that as, as painful as that is. It's better getting the value to players than what we've done in the past is getting nothing for them. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it this way as well, right? Hammy, you were saying last week about the last, what was it, like four years we've only made, we've not made basically any profit from any player other than Aaron Hickey in the last four four years, eight windows or something, something like that. But see Lauren Shankland getting sold if it doesn't matter how much he goes for if it's four or five million hopefully more but that then set that then makes it quite sellable to come to hearts like for us to actually approach players and say come and use us as a stepping stone and we can actually start demonstrating that we have done it you know we've we've signed players for 250 grand and we sold them on for millions to a big club because it must be it must be quite hard to sell that to players just now like to gala come to hearts and then his agent must be looking at the books going, well, <laughs> wait if your players what actually went like. There's an argument to say that somehow, given where they finish, but like Hibs are better at that than, or have been historically better at that than we have at moving yeah. players on. They definitely have been. Aye, well, Hammy, I don't know if you've still got the stats handy, Hammy, I doubt it, but you were going through Aberdeen and Hibs. Aye. Was it the last... Three or four years, but the Hibs and Aberdeen were both close to around ten million, like somewhere between seven and ten million, um, and we were at one hundred and fifty thousand. That was all figures pulled from transfer market. So, I mean, there'll be plus or minus somewhere, but the, essentially the only player that we've sold for money is Keel in the last like four years or something. I definitely <laughs> made a loss on him. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let fake news heart fool you. <laughs> Five hundred grand per kilo. <laughs> so yeah, there, there is that. But at the same time, I, I feel like I mean, yeah, he's he's scored two goals in three games, but people have been moaning <laughs> about his style of play, and you've already got people going, "Well, boys is fit now anyway. You can fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> For three million, I do kind of feel like he's worth keeping. Likely for the fact we're basically building a team around him the way we play. If you were keeping him at three million and he wanted to be here, absolutely. But I think that's where you run into a problem because if his head's turned, there's not a lot you can do about that. So, do you feel like he was playing with his head turned yesterday, Kevin? No, nah, I think that's probably harsh. I think, to be honest, right across the front, we looked poor. It wasn't just him. But I think, and we don't know, but behind the scenes, if, if, if there's an offer there from a club down south or abroad where he can go down, you know, significant money compared to what he down here, I don't mm-hmm. really begrudge him that in any kind of way. He's not a hard supporter, you know what I mean? He's been here a year. He's 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 had a career where he's moved around quite a bit, and I don't really feel like there's he's really got that kind of attachment to to anywhere he seems to have been. Mm-hmm. You know what? If it's the next stage in his career, well, I wish him well. He's, he's had a, he had a good spell with us, and I don't really think you could have asked more for last season. Fair enough. So, if bids are on the table at three million, and you you reckon he could leave for four, five million, even though that much of a difference, there's a very good chance. I reckon we'll be stalling things until after our second leg against Rosenberg. This Thursday, but there's a very good chance over the weekend, very early next week, we'll see some movement from Mr. Shankland, potentially. You probably want it done earlier. You give yourself some opportunity, maybe spending some of that money. <laughs> I know, I know a good, uh, I know a good heart supporting striker that plays for Sheffield Wednesday that can also sometimes fill in it right back. <laughs> <laughs> he's a uh, he's very much a first team player again for them. Eh? Good for them, though. We all have millions <laughs> in the bank. <laughs> well, th- this is the other thing. I saw some people, they're, they're obviously taken out personally, that Shanklin's... <laughs> Not Hearts fans. 
So the, the details around it is um, that Lauren Shanklin's agent is the same as Jack Henry's his agent basically got him a move to Saudi um, and it doesn't take a genius to work out what happens next from there <laughs> with, with that agent. Um, and I think there's interest from Stephen Gerrard um, his team over there. But in terms of a replacement, can you see us breaking our Bezlija transfer record to bring in a replacement for Shankland? Or do you think with Tagawa and Boyce, Vargas and others, we might already have that team? Are we maybe already overarching the threshold and planning for this? I think I think they'll bring somebody in, but I don't think they'll be breaking transfer records. No. It's like yeah. a, another promising player rather than someone like a screamer if I sign it. Yeah, I think we were talking about, I would actually have taken Beareth on loan from Arsenal if I was Hearts. I think that's a great signing for Motherwell. And not just because he's done well last weekend, but he's a good player as well. I think we've missed an opportunity, but obviously they didn't know that there was going to be teams coming in for Shankland. Mm-hmm. Like he looks a phenomenal talent. Mika. You know what's, what's difficult is that, I mean, you you can't, it, it, it's incredibly difficult to replace a guy that, that scores that many goals. Like teams don't have them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, look at Motherwell, they'll, they'll really struggle to replace Van Veen. Um, where we would be in a similar position. It's more about spreading those goals around. We finished third the season before we had them. We finished fourth with them. I mean, there we it can be done, but you do need to move those goals around. And you might be right. And what we've done is sign some players that can play up that forward end, not maybe necessarily relying on them to score, you know, twenty five mm. goals, but it's split across much more than it was last season. Yeah, like, I, I agree with that. Like Shanklin was. Essentially, John Robertson's replacement. <laughs> that's yeah, how well, long yeah. we've been waiting for a striker like that for, which mm. makes it harder to kind of accept when you you lose him that quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He might he might not go. He might be sitting here next week and he's he's still here. He, he might still be here next week, but I really can't see him going. Uh, sorry, can't see him staying. I, I can't. If three million pound on the table as a as an opening bid. Being rejected, the club's not going to knock back stuff over at like 4.5 5 million. There's no yeah. chance. No, you're probably right. Prepare for life. That all I did was score fucking penalties anyway. <laughs> 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 when I genuinely don't know the answer to this, when does the transfer window close? 31st of August, is it not? All right, so three full, just about three full weeks. It's not bad. Plenty of time to replace a 30 goal a season shadow striker. If I know hearts, we will wait until the 31st as well. The last oh, minute. Nah. We will bring we'll bring Snodgrass in on the 5th of September or something like that. <laughs> well, don't worry, guys. It's, it's the September the 1st, the Friday at 11 p.m. Okay. <laughs> nice. We're all going to be very drunk at the same time that, so we can celebrate our new wonder signing Balotelli. Yes, Hammy. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know what it'll be. It'll be welcome back, Armand Andrile. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he got a move in France. That's oh, really? Sure. Yeah. yeah. For uh, free. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> um, you mentioned Kevin Van Veen. If the if the stars had aligned, if he was still Motherwell were still hanging on to him, that could have been an easy. There's half a million signing. Eh? Aye, would have been nice. Uh, I do wonder. Speaking to someone earlier about this, um, with this injection of cash, if this means we'll go for the likes of Ryan Strain. You know, what I mean, another couple of areas where you just go. There's your targets before they're available for pre-contracts. Throw some money on the table. Good investments. Aye. Yep. Can't I see it? It's hearts we're talking about. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Toby Simic looked all right at right back when he came on. That's fine. Aye, that's, that's him getting sold this weekend off. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. Um, that's love and Shankland. We'll see what happens, shan't, shall we? It's only our captain and top goal scorer we're talking about. <laughs> Um, a couple of players have been basically placed on the, the loan list. Uh, Harry Stone, shock, and uh, Connor Smith. Um, Aloha, don't know if you saw this, have signed like an amateur keeper from the German fifth tier. 
who genuinely looks like scared of the ball. <laughs> so I've got a funny feeling Harry Stone could end up at Aloha quite soon. We have gave them many a player before. Um, and Connor Smith looks like he is going to be going to Hamilton on loan. I don't, I don't get it for Connor Smith. I don't get the if you're not being loaned at, at this level at this point. I just don't, I don't understand. But maybe he doesn't have a future at the club beyond this season. But why did he, we give him the year's contract extension? It makes absolutely no sense. Was that three years given last year? Was it only three? I thought it was just a year. You just said three years. No, I said a year. <laughs> I thought you said, why did we give him three years? I also said, you said three years. I think you did, Paddy. I think you're losing it, mate. <laughs> I, I am losing it. Did you fucking see that performance yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, well, it's the same thing that we, we've done this before, haven't we? But we'll, we'll see how he does there. Um, last week we spoke about uh, Ophaya being linked with the club who could be Toby Civic's replacement um, because he's a kind of versatile right-sided centre-back, can also play right-back. Uh, he was in, in talks with the club this afternoon, so that could be announced imminently. Um, Toby Civic, you can understand his, frustra- understand his frustration. He would have signed as a, to be a starting player. And it's just not materialised for him. You can understand why he wants away. I feel for him. Like I, I do. Like he's at, at points he's looked brilliant for us. Um, mm-hmm. Just a bit of consistency, and I think he's. You would say by the way they've signed and where we are, kind of across the back, that he's clearly not in favour. And you know you're adding, you're adding another player, and potentially you know you're going to have Halkett back at some point. Our depth there's going to be quite thick, and he's not going to be near the top of that rotation, which is unfortunate because I, I do like him. As, there's a player in there. Mm-hmm. Aye, you're right. And his his goal that he used to wrote Probably. is gen, genuinely top five, easily maybe even top three favorite Hearts goals in recent memory. Um, we could have sold them to Mick McCarthy at oh yeah Blackpool in January. So we'll, we'll get a good couple of hundred grand for him. How much did we pay for him? Was he a free? Mm, I'm sure he came in during a window. I don't think it was like any proper money. Right. But, Monopoly money. <laughs> but when he came in, I bet he's on a decent salary, by the way. When you, if you look back at when he joined us, I think he'll be on quite good money. So maybe it's for the best for everyone. If he's not actually a first team player, so we'll see see how good this guy is coming in. Um, he looks like a big a big athlete. <laughs> safe to say, <laughs> easily going to be the, the one of the well, he'll be the biggest player in the club, I think. By the looks of him, well, well, I saw some speculation about his height. Ah, uh, he's either Cannavaro or fucking Chris <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton. It's like between. <laughs> He's between five foot ten or six foot two or something like that, which is quite a broad, Aye. broad amount of difference. Yeah, he looks like a very strong laddie. See what happens there. Um, Josh Janelli scored a, an absolute screamer first that went viral. <laughs> Who indeed? I think they pronounced him Ginelli, To be fair, Paddy. Oh. <laughs> um, I that that was nice. What can you say? Um, more important news, more important than the Lauren Shankland rumours. Complaints about kebab pies. <laughs> a bit burnt. Several, more than several people complaining that they were a bit burnt. And I've got to say myself, my kebab pie was a wee bit burnt when I was at the Leeds game. But I did not have a kebab pie at the Kilmarnock game because I effectively ate two full English breakfasts that morning. <laughs> I was in no shape. Did you have Paddy, a pie with your full English, though? And sadly, they were not available in my local restaurant. Um, Paddy, it was your first kebab pie at a while there. You were at the game. What did you make of it? So I've had two kebab pies, and that was far better than the kebab pie I had before. But it was also a first-half kebab pie, so it was fresh. Fresh out the other oven, other than a, a slobbery second-half kebab pie. <laughs> Never thought about the pies that way before. 
I always I always eat before the game. I right, my kebab pies. And they've uh, also went up in price by 50 pence. I'll pay for that hotel. <laughs> Surely that's what Lauren Shanklin's for, no? <laughs> well, you know, you've not seen the plans for this hotel. <laughs> it's, put, it's, it's the extra lighting for the Gary Locke suite. Nice. Mirrors on the ceiling. Aye, exactly. Mirrors of Gary Locke on the wall. Aye. Um, that, that's the kebab pie news. <clears throat> so, another interesting one. Listening to Sports Sound, Liam Corbett off This Is My Story podcast was on it. And they were talking about the UEFA fees. We had a very confusing chat in the group chat earlier about this. So well, last I was, season... I was someone that was confused, just not paying attention <laughs> to what you were saying. So last season, Will still was paying a fine of, 20, I think it was €22,000 per game yeah, that he managed Rams for. And UEFA have changed the rules this season because they want to stop this. They don't want there to be managers in the dugouts that aren't qualified before it becomes a epidemic of amateurs. So they've introduced a fining system of €25,000 per day while you're competing in a European competition. So say for hearts, that started from our first leg against Rosenberg. I'm not sure when it's effective from. It's maybe even the draw or something. But say it was from the first leg against Rosenberg. If we're only in the competition for seven days, if we get beat this Thursday, we would owe UEFA uh, 175,000 euros, which is 151,000 maroon British pounds. <laughs> it's lucky for us, though. Just Frankie for seven days. It's lucky that Frankie McAvoy's got his coaching badges then. <laughs> Aye, and that is our manager. Stephen yeah, exactly. is not the manager that's called. <laughs> 100% definitely not. No, no, no. Have that on the record right now. Yeah, he's um, definitely. Stephen Naismith is nowhere to be seen. He's in the, he's in, he's the technical director. Mm-hmm. He definitely wasn't on the touchline for a full 90 minutes yesterday, whistling at <laughs> the players and telling them what to do. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. You can, you can now understand why the club has went to the lengths to avoid that fine system because before when you were looking at it, if it was only a fine of 20 whatever two twenty five thousand per game in europe you were like oh we could maybe just afford that but we can't afford this <laughs> <laughs> just the whole situation is nuts like why have we ended up here well there's no there was no need for it this is the thing cameron and uh, liam corbett and michael stewart and others on sports sound were saying like, was it worth it to bring in Stephen Naismith? His only experience was managing an under 18 team. You know, I mean, where we... I made my feelings quite clear last season. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we all have not brought in Stephen Naismith. It was Frankie <laughs> Very true. We, we better move on. <laughs> um, but one thing I wanted to point out, right? So, see if we get beat on Thursday. Which isn't going to happen, maybe. But if we get beat on Thursday, will Stephen Naismith be formally named as Hearts manager on Friday morning? <laughs> they did. They had that weird, awkward interview, and they were talking about oh, things could change and all that. So I, I honestly think it will be. Yeah, yeah. If it's if the fines only come in whilst we're in European competition, twenty four hours after we get knocked out, it'll be oh, there's been a reshuffle, and. Um, well, I was thinking the same, Hammy, but then it occurred to me, right, as I understand it, your manager needs to have their coaching badges and then it's 12 months after they get their coaching badges. So if we were to name Stephen A. Smith as manager on a Thursday and we qualify for Europe next season, we'd be fucked. Ah, just another reshuffle. (laughs) That hotel is going to be bringing in a load of longer, though, so we will be all good. Maybe we could afford it by then. That's why we're selling Shanklin. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Are we playing Naismith up front again? Is, that, is he going to be player manager? <laughs> he took a, a beautiful first touch. He did. At one point, did did <laughs> to be honest, there's an argument to be said that that was the best touch of the game. Off of <laughs> did you see Derek McInnes head the ball as well? <laughs> <laughs> that was the two highlights of the game. <laughs> 
Oh no, um, no, I had a third highlight. I got to witness firsthand um Cameron and Linesman and oh. it was a spectacle to behold, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> you didn't even have that bad a game. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you would have known sitting next to you. No, the the referee had a bad game, but no, we'll come on to that. We'll it was a bald line as well, so I think it must be the fashion now. All right. <laughs> a big eye from the bald man in the podcast. <laughs> um, kind of the final bit of news. We have a, a programme piece this coming Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of you has tell me about that. Uh, I mean, what may or may not have been cut out of that. <laughs> uh, I, I did a wee bit for it. Cameron did as usual for it. Uh, and Hammy did his bit for it. I don't think just buy the programmes. Read it. <laughs> take a, a good look into the aims for this season. Deep dive into the players we've signed and uh, make a couple of lighthearted jokes. One that had like, to be removed. And if you like um, either Bobby Walker or Penguins, <laughs> this is a programme piece for you. There is an <laughs> absolutely incredible fact in it that I still don't believe, but I've been assured it's completely true. There was actually <laughs> photographic evidence, but yeah, I actually read it just for that. <laughs> I was actually far more serious with my bit that I put in this this time round. I'm not usually, but it, well, I was in a dark place last night. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing Bobby Walker like absolutely belting goal, go, like belting a ball into a goal with five penguins in the net. That's basically it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't he surprise me? He's done a bit. Um, good. Well, moving on to the Rosenberg game, <clears throat> and first of all, I guess fair play to any listeners who made the the trip to to Trollheimer in Sweden. Um, for the <laughs> so many messages asking, like, because there was a Sweden flag in the description for this podcast, saying and having it explained to them. No, I I didn't know. What country Rosenberg was in? What, what can you say? But fair play to anyone that made the trip. It looks like fucking stress. Like imagine <laughs> landing in Oslo and your flights cancelled. All the buses in that were full. Oh god! So fair play for making the trip. Um, the actual Rosenberg game. It's all about Benny, isn't it? But who's to blame? Is it Frankie McAvoy? Is it Stephen A. Smith? Or is it Benny Beningame? Who is at fault for this performance? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, it's not Benny's fault. <laughs> he was picked to play and no professional player is going to go, no, I'm not going to play in this game. So it's not his fault. We'll rule that out. Stephen Naismith is but the technical director. Nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> so it's not his fault. So it's rabbit in a head like Frankie McAvoy. <laughs> Every time I said this to Cameron yesterday... I don't know if there's a manager on the planet at the moment that is less suited to doing interviews than Frankie McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Ah, he looks like he couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, <he> doesn't <laughs> look like he has a clue what he's doing. Right. Well, one of his quotes from like last week was phenomenal. Actually, <laughs> actually, there is one person, before you go on to your quote, there is one person out there who is definitely less qualified to give post-match interviews, and he manages just down the road. <laughs> that is very true, actually. Uh, his, at least his are fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> Jed, did you see that? He checking Will Fishy's heart monitor rate against how hard he did actually try to chase a ball and all that. He's, okay. wild, he's, he's wild, man. Like it's he is wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Hammy, Cameron, do you agree, Jink, Frankie or Stevie, who fucking knows, has to take the blame for starting Benny more than uh, Benny's performance here? It's Benny getting protected by the fans, basically. I I just blame, like, this isn't the first time this has happened to a player at Hearts, so I blame the entirety of Hearts. Like, the sports, di- uh, sports director, the physios, the doctor, everybody, surely at some point one person's going to go, yeah, he's no fit, by the way. How have nobody noticed that? Because it was he was clearly no match for it. He was fucking it's really like, bad. It's like we played in a European game last season and chucked Craig Halkett into it. <laughs> yeah, it lasted four minutes. That's <laughs> it, though. 
what Hammy was saying, it's not like he was just not fit. He wasn't even close to being up to the pace of what that match was. And it's not like we were playing fucking Barcelona either. It was Rosenberg. I think my take on it is I actually think I bet Benny is fine. If you were to say Benny do a bleep test, he's passing it. Like he, he's physically fit, but his match sharpness, it was so abundantly clear that he was so fucking far away from being ready to play against anyone. Never mind Rosenberg in our, our most important game of the season. Yeah. It's terrifying. I think there's a second factor to it where his heat dropped really early on and then the rest of it was all psych- psychological. Like he was basically, I felt like he was, his mind was gone at half time when you saw him lying on the floor. He's had to be hooked at half time. I bet he wasn't even injured. I think he just wanted the world, the ground, sorry, to swallow him up. And he's it's, just had the half from hell. From a from a mental perspective, I think you're bang on. Like it's, and it's harsh because if the way you're going to manage it where a guy comes in and is chucked into a game like that for 90 minutes, or only play, but you expect in the 90, he, he has a bad half, which, you know, a guy coming back for injury like that, to be expected. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't even make the match they squad for the game at the weekend. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like the right way of easing him back into the squad. No, yeah. I did feel that it was the right thing to do, to keep him out of the squad entirely against Kilmarnock. Maybe even the second leg, Rosenberg, and maybe you start him again against Partick Thistle at home. Right. But the other the thing is, they have no excuse as well, because Aidan Denham came on and looked brilliant. I think mm-hmm. he's probably the best performance both at Rosenberg and Kilmarnock yesterday. And it's not saying a lot be having the best performance against Kilmarnock yesterday, because everybody was yeah. shit. Aidan Denham looks very, very good. A very, yeah. very promising player. And it is unbelievable. I'm sure everyone is aware of this fact. But a year ago, Robin Nielsen told Adam Denham that he doesn't have a future at the club. And the article is still on the Hearts website saying that Denham will be leaving the club at the end of the season. And Stephen Naismith didn't take control. But with his knowledge of the B team, he gave Denham a new contract. And now he is breaking into the first team and looking like our most positive attacking central midfield player. It's unbelievable. How long was the contract he got? I think it might just be a one-year deal that will soon be extended. He'll be... He genuinely, it feels like he won't be... He's not far off starting for the club. Yeah. I agree. Simple as that. Just crazy. Um, but from the Rosenberg game, Peter Haring came on for that second half. Didn't he? Is that right? Yeah, yeah last time. More a bit. And we kind of quickly realised he was a man. We wondered if he would be at the club this year. He's kind of a fringe player. Then we realised, well, he's better than Cammy Devlin, current form. He's better than Benny. He's probably better than Nuyenhoff, who we'll still have a proper look at. And you realise somehow Peter Haring's the best central midfielder at the club, it's, isn't he? He's always had that kind of, I think, as a natural football player, he has kind of that level above. Certainly, like for me, he likes a devil, but like his issues being injury and fitness. You take him a year away from his last kind of large lower half of the body injury, you take the concussions out for last season, but he's another year away from having been quite severely injured. You may be starting to see a bit more of what you remember of Peter Haran, mm-hmm. or potentially it is just that he looks better than everybody around him because everybody around him is not on the best of forms. <laughs> yeah, I fair play to him. He's uh, he stepped up anyway. He made a good difference for us. Um, but the yeah the the, the Rosenberg game, Benny got sold for a Norwegian uh, hot dog for the first goal. Um, the boy had all the time in the world to hook up. I also went to the back post for a tap in. Um, the second goal. That's where Benny's. Um, you can see the mindset literally dropping that second where Benny's gave up. Um, and they, they've went through for a goal. What can you say? Um, and yeah, it was at half, half time. It could only get better than it did once Benny had been replaced. And really going into the last, I can't remember now, half an hour, 20 minutes, we yeah. did really step up the intensity and it, it got a lot better, didn't it? Yeah, and it just is so annoying that we weren't like that from... This has been a theme of this season, the one last season, just starting games so fucking slowly. And then... Mm-hmm. Second half being a lot better. Just do it from the start. 
it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I, I wrote in my, the wee bit I did for the thingy yesterday that the fans deserve better at the moment than what they're getting. Feels very dramatic at this point. I know three games in, fucking calm down. Yeah, but this is not just this is not just this season. It's last season as well. Uh, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, last half an hour. That our away goal is absolutely vital. The one goal behind, regardless of that Kilmarnock game there and all that. I'm I'm expecting us to win and not even go to extra time on Thursday night. I'm still positive off that. Are you? I'd be, I'm interested because I do wonder how they set up. I wonder if they come in trying to defend that one goal lead or if they come out, if they sit and defend the one goal lead, I think it could be a long night because we've just seen that yesterday. If they open up, I think I'd agree with you. Um, I'd much rather see them come and try and play. You've got to think, if you if you put, were to put on your little Norwegian clogs, little Norwegian wooden hat and look at Hearts, and you looked at the Hearts Kilmarnock game. What's a Norwegian wooden hat? Oh, just <laughs> like a little lumberjack hat. You've carved it a tree yourself. You do sound like you're describing somebody from Holland, to be honest. <laughs> I was initially a hunter, aren't they? Yeah, cool. Yeah. They're in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> unlike, unlike the Hearts country. <laughs> um, right, if you're a Rosenberg part of the Rosenberg team, you're going to look at the hearts Kilmarnock game and say, aye, we're going to just sit back against against them on Thursday, that's what we're doing. Uh-huh. But I, I honestly feel like, see, all the problems you could have, right? We've got a solid defence, we've got a, a smashing sign in Frankie Kent, and the defence looks better organised now than it has since Craig Halkett was fit way back at the start of last season. Like, our defence is looking decent and players, we've got that many creative players. We're just trying to trying to work out tactically how to make it all gel together. But it's a nice problem to have. Frankie Kent's been player of the season. So I know it's only three oh, games, but player of the season so far. What are you doing at Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe he'll be in Saudi <laughs> by the end of this window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do. I do feel like we can only get better. Um, how good was the wee sixteen-year-old for Rosenberg? I mean, we yeah, we made them look good as well. To be fair, with that first half performance from us, <laughs> it does look good. We did just turn sixteen as well. He's been linked to. He's linked to Chelsea, obviously Man United and, and other clubs in the under. And the other winger, the Canadian boy. I thought Nathaniel Atkinson had a pretty solid game. He was up against a very good player by the looks of it. I, th- I did as well. I thought he played well. Yeah. Good. Bye. We improved and we've just got to take take that attitude. And Tynecastle has to be rocking on Thursday, doesn't it? The superb atmosphere last year against uh, Zurich. Need the same again. Yeah, and a, and a first half like the Zurich game would be. I mean, I know we didn't mm. score in that game, but we were brilliant what? in that first half. Phenomenal. Aye, phenomenal. That's what we need. Um, good. That's that was it for the Rosenberg first leg. Before we go on to speak about the Kilmarnock game for about twenty seconds, just to say thanks for all the uh, suggestions for Simon's new quiz. Um, Simon's not here this week, obviously, so we'll let let him decide next week. Um, most of the suggestions have been around Hammy. <laughs> I think the, the most common was basically around Hammy's not got a fucking clue. <laughs> we'll, we'll see see what Simon says to it next week. Well, is it not just called Simon Says? Oh, was... Simon <laughs> Says. Love it. I love it. Fucking hell. Sometimes you can't see the wood for the for the trees. Eh? No, especially if you're making hats. Come on, that game. It was our strongest. 11. We could have fielded, considering Cochrane was suspended, Gordon's injured, Halkett's still injured. Um, aye. <laughs> Bit boy. This is... And I don't really want to be overly negative, as I say. Like, it's early in the season. You like to think they're trying to, you know, work on a system, getting players involved that are new to the club, etc. But 
it's as bad as I've seen us going forward since we came back up, I think. Like, at home anyway. It, we just never really offered anything. We were solid. I don't really ever think... I know Clark made a couple of good saves, but I never really felt like Kelly were that much yesterday either. It just We just offered very little. Kilmanek weren't even trying to score. No. From open play. That's, that's not what they do. Nobody <laughs> felt. But mark my words, when they go on to go <laughs> nil nil or beat Celtic this Sunday, you're going to realise that Derek McInnes has actually built the best defence in world football in Ayrshire. <laughs> uh, if you say so. <laughs> in the Vincibles <laughs> season. Um, there, there's nothing really to say about the command game. I've got one thing to say. Yes, this will be cheery. Kenny Butler. <laughs> Kenny Butler. What hmm. a player. Aye. Aye. Just what a player. The, you'll yeah. like this one, Cameron, because you love a bit of Kenneth. The, the lady I sat next to at Tincastle used to be an athlete. She used to do a lot of running. And she said, you can tell from the way Vargas even jogs about, he's he is like a, a, a highly trained athlete. He's a real football player. Aye. One of those proper football players. Mm-hmm. Not flat footed. He's on his toes if you watch him. Yeah. He's fucking rapido. Aye. And neck tattoos. Aye. It says kebab pies in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Him and, the, him and our defence, I'd say, were the positives for the game. Mm. Um, criticism. Tagawa just never got any service at all, basically. Oh, no, I never. Um, yeah, I don't. I think I think Shanklin was lost in the game at, and behind him as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually thought we looked better once we made the subs in the second half, which is weirdly yeah. been the same in all of the games so far, where we've got more lively once we've changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is worrying because, and again, it's early, but like you can't start games an hour, 70 minutes into it. You know, we need to be better at the blocks. Mm-hmm. And it's it's August. I'd rather we were in this position now than, you know, further into the season. You iron these problems out. Mm-hmm. Creases, creases is the word I was looking for. Like, iron the creases out. Creases. Is that like a wooden hat? Aye. It's like, yeah, you don't get creases on wooden hats. <laughs> no, you, splint, you get splinters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, no one, no one had a great game. Lowry was getting pressed and didn't do much. He did do one beautiful reverse pass through to Shankland, if you remember. Created one of the better chances, but uh, and Kingsley. I saw a lot of um, Kingsley man of the match kind of chat. I, I do feel like we're getting the Kingsley full back, yeah. He's looking good. Mm. <laughs> I don't, I'm forgetting, Cameron, you didn't think that at all. You felt he, he had a pretty poor game. I did. I, sit, like, I think because in the second half we sit on that side, and the amount of balls that I seen him play up that just either ran out of play at the other end or kind of never hit anybody seemed to. I don't know, Paddy. It seemed quite a few. I uh, there was that, and there was also his delivery from corners into the box was not good. There you go. I thought I felt he, I felt he done better than most. I'd say. Because he's sitting opposite side. <laughs> <laughs> could only just make it out. It's all about, it's all about <laughs> angles. <laughs> exactly. And I, Oda, quiet, Lowry, quiet, Shankland, he'd turned. He's already in the sand. <laughs> I think it's, 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 it's probably unfair to single any one out in, in particular. Um, but uh, we were just poor across the board. And yeah. apart from Frankie of, Kent. And, and apart from Frankie Kent and <laughs> our man Kenny GV. Um, <laughs> he has Kenny GV. Is he? His middle name is, begins with G. Anyway, um, nah, come on, try and pronounce it. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't have it in front of me. Kenny Gerard Vargas. There you go. Um, <laughs> the one other thought I think might be worth mentioning is um, Lauren Shanklin lucky to be on the patch. <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> I, there was one where he just, you know, that really annoyingly just sort of bumps into a player and the ref just whistled and just stood looking at him. I thought he was off. Uh, he, that was like the second time he'd done it and all, and he was just like, what are you doing here? 
Oh, I turned. That or he just incre- increasingly frustrated for getting absolutely no service. But... Maybe, maybe he wants to play at nine. <laughs> yeah. I, I still don't get this him at 10 Pish and... but Pish it was a whole season and he scored 30 goals yeah, I but... think it did it worked when you had a fast pacey forward or who was able to stretch the, the opposition defenders we didn't really have that Tagawa does a power well, work. he done, a, he done a, a, a lot of running but I don't feel like they I don't, I don't actually it's not just about Tagawa sorry um, I don't feel the wingers or, or the front men really stretched to Kilmarnock's defence and, and to be fair a lot of that came down to Kilmarnock just defended really well though they were yeah. smart they were turned on right. wait until we get 90 minutes at El Rapido so <laughs> <laughs> they'll be fucking shattered um, I think that was the deepest I've seen Shanklin play in a long time but I feel it was a tactical thing I think they were trying to bring the Kilmarnock defence higher up the park so we could start spraying balls over the top to Tagawa but it was just ended up a big mess. It just never worked, <laughs> basically. Perhaps uh, we move on. Basically, we move on. Um, Hammy, looking forward to this. By, uh, not by ourselves. <laughs> Jumbo's kickback. Away and don't talk a lot of shame. Well, as you can believe, it wasn't a great place. It still isn't, actually. There was pretty... I think this must have been a good 10, 20 minutes, because I've seen it when I was in the car to go home after the game. And I'm only parked about 10 minutes away. It was Naismith and his merry band out. So we're three games into the season, and we already want Naismith out. So <laughs> it's this, this tale starts off with... Um, Never too early for a thread like this. We have not moved on. I mean, you're pronto. The managerial position at Hearts over the last few years has become a sorry, sad comedy. What is wrong with the board and our club that they could not hire a half-decent manager? Are we that bad a club that we did not attract anybody with some decent managerial experience? Oh, it continues. Wouldn't be fussed if he was sacked. Once again... Typical hearts being smug. McAvoy is the manager. Nobody's buying that. Uh, Another one says, a bit soon. Uh, I'd give them a round of fixtures to see where we are. If it's worse than last season, then sack everyone and lynch the board. Um, Um, We have made a dreadful error with this appointment. No time like the present to fix it. I think we should cut our losses now and hire a proper manager. <clears throat> Someone says, "We've <laughs> even conceded a goal in the league." <laughs> well, I know. Hey, imagine if we, we lose. Oh god. Um, another one says, "While the opening post is a tad dramatic, you have to look at facts over feelings." Uh, we've had a very poor preseason, poor performance against St. Johnston, but did get the points. Poor result against Rosenberg. That's how it's spelled, Rosenberg. Uh, a very poor performance today. Too early for sacking chat, but not too early to say I'm not impressed at all so far. Um, and Alan says, what are so-called jambos laughing at? That was horrendous. I was a Nielsen out guy, and if that is what the Chuckle Brothers are going to serve up, then they shouldn't last long. Shouldn't being the <laughs> primary word. Um, someone just calls them Nielsen 2.0. Slow, turgid football. That's all we've got. Uh, uh, there was nothing in today's game to separate the current management team from either Nielsen or Levine. Eye-bleeding, horrible stuff. And um, this Christ. I know. And to finish, um, it really doesn't matter who's in, jar- and who's in charge because there was a wee argument about who's actually taking the team, obviously, and of course it's McAvoy. Um, performances like that are not good enough. It wasn't as though we battered them playing a brand of exciting football and we were unlucky on the day. We were the complete opposite of that. I was hoping for a new dawn, but looks like the same old, same old. Well, yeah. nothing nothing like tinfoil hats to go with wooden hats. <laughs> I think uh, wooden hat has to be the name of this podcast, truly. <laughs> um, 
it's all it's so dramatic. Two league, two league games in. It's crazy. I mean, I, I hated Nathan, but I gave him longer than that. <laughs> I know, yeah. No, and it's the same, you know. Like, see if we just sacked up as well, whoever's in charge. It's it sends the wrong message out as well. You know, he's a young and experienced manager. I personally, and I've said on the podcast before as well, I don't think he should have got the job. I think we should have went with somebody more experienced, but mm. he's the manager now. Um, and he, he fucking deserves more than three games, at least. I, I, I would say at least until minimum December, unless things go catastrophically wrong and we just don't mm. win anything. But like you said, we've got four points at six, including a win <laughs> in Perth. You know, it's, it's not that bad. The football was terrible, though. I will completely agree with that. We haven't looked like a great playing team, but... Hopefully mm-hmm. that improves, and that that should improve with more time with the players and everything. Should right, agree entirely, and I'll say it for the last time: people are underestimating how good Kilmarnock were, were are now. They're a, a top six team, one of the best defenses in the league, if not the world. And they've got oh. what? So they've got six points. No, sorry, four points with three points against Rangers. Right. One, a draw. That's that's a fucking draw. Draw at Tynecastle and beat <laughs> Rangers at home. <laughs> Brilliant. It'll be, I mean, obviously, again, it's early to be jumping to conclusions, but I would be fairly confident that they'll be a top six side. Mm-hmm. Like a totally new team. Mm-hmm. McInnes is built. Should have hired McInnes. <laughs> <laughs> Should have. And as for that, the end of the season, let's not forget all podcast members, apart from Cameron, wanted Stephen A. Smith to be appointed as manager. And that's on record. And I still stand by that, and I, I think it will. I think it will come good. It's a really nice problem to have. Just trying to get our all our. We're, we're trying to be too creative. We just need it to gel a wee bit. We just need a few more games because we have had a shitey preseason, and we've got a whole bunch of new players that have come in late. It's just gelling together. Give the man some time, or the men, the innocent men, some time. <laughs> Absolutely, I think. Hi, you're right. It's, it's that thing of. You might not have wanted him to get the job, but he's got the job. So, like, back him. Back the club. Aye. Aye. There we go. Scared. Got quite emotional there, Cameron. <laughs> right. Buy or sell with your big wooden hat on. No emotion here. Just straight facts. And there is me with one point this week. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Turns it being positive doesn't always pay off. But anyway. <laughs> Um, I'll run through last week's. Um, the one point I did get was uh, Kenny GV getting his first minutes at Thinkcastle. Um, the next one was another assist or a goal for Liam Boyce because Paddy said he had absolutely loads last week. <laughs> um, and surprise, surprise, that didn't come in because, well, nothing came in. Um, both teams to score. Both teams could have played for about three weeks and <laughs> nobody would have scored. And over 64.5% possession. I'll give myself a pat on the back because this came in at 64. It didn't come in, but it was pretty damn close. It was a good line. So what that meant was myself and Instagram on one. Jarvie, you lead up the group on three and everybody oh. else got two. Oh. <laughs> so our early running totals are Instagram on two right at the bottom there, one a week struggling <laughs> Simon on three Jarve, Hammy and myself on four and Paddy with I think we need to start calling them X so but X go and give it to you there <laughs> we're at a five apiece so. nice well Thanks. done Paddy yeah, this Simon's bad for ages and then suddenly wins it and I finish Paddy <laughs> <laughs> goes and running a zero <laughs> um, it's pressure it gets to him um, right on to this week and two games I've actually remembered that we're playing in Europe this week so there is a match <laughs> may or may not have forgotten that last week <laughs> so um, I've combined them so we will need to get these out before the game Thursday, but they'll apply to both games. Um, first one, Hearts to progress in both Europe and the League Cup. 
<laughs> Bye. Bye. Don't you dare, Hammy. Bye. Yes. As oh. buys across the board because Simon's not here, and as is custom, he will be buying everything. Um, actually, on to Simon. Um, he's given himself a bit of a dilemma on Sunday in that his flight gets back in Edinburgh from <laughs> Turkey on <laughs> at one o'clock on Sunday, and he's supposed to be at the game at two. So, simple <laughs> buy or sell. Simon making the game on Sunday. Sell. 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 <laughs> I don't think you'll care enough. <laughs> I am absolutely selling it and ready to sit on my stud. Or maybe with Paddy again. Who knows? Simon's confident, no, because he's buying that. <laughs> he <has> buying that. <laughs> maybe that'll force him to go. <laughs> Great one, huh? Right. Um, so, so far we've seen Hart score two goals, one goal and no goals. So we're only going in one direction so far. Um, with that in mind, Hearts to score over 1.5 goals in both games. Oh, well, we have to, so bye. No, but not in the Partick Thistle game, I suppose. But We could bye. take it to extra time as well on Thursday, mind. Oh, I'll, give you, I'll, give you extra time in, I'll give you extra time in both games. Bye. Bye. The, the penalties count. <laughs> you already said that all those goals that Shankman scored for the penalty spot didn't count so. <laughs> oh I'm going to buy it Hammy bye hey, buys across the board feeling positive this week and don't know Elbr- how think <laughs> <laughs> I've already told you positivity does not pay off in this game. But anyway, El Rapido to start versus Rosenberg. Oh. Hmm. He is allowed to play the home leg, yeah? Yeah, Hammy told me that it was just him playing abroad that was the problem. So I'm yeah. trusting that. Not right. allowed to yeah. leave the UK for 10 days after getting your work visa, apparently. Hashtag Brexit. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that like Tagawa <laughs> and Thingy can they play last week, then? Okay, oh, yeah, I'll buy that. Will he start? Ah, um... oh, fuck, I think he'll be chucked in. Bye. Simon buys. I am going to wait until Hammy tells me what he's going to do. I'm going to sell it. Do you know what? I'm going to sell it as well. Any, <laughs> any, any reason for that in particular, Hammy? Because I think I bought the rest of them. So. Uh, no, you bought two, sold two. So you're all right. Ah, there we go. 50-50 then. And watch this, I'll get zero. I have exactly the same as you, so... (laughs) Sink or swim. And with that, uh, you have another four questions for the week. And I'll update you again next week to see if Paddy's managing to maintain his lead at the top of that mountain with his wee wooden hat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We never spoke about the Partick Fissel game. I will, we will next week. <laughs> well, after it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we may know how it went by then. Uh, <laughs> you know Why what? Like, 2pm kickoff. I know, yeah, it's okay. fucking annoying. I'm at, a, I'm at a show at the Fringe till half one. <laughs> oh, we should have had Will Jarvey make the as well. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll make there. I might be a wee bit late. I'll oh. end back. Expecting, expecting Denham to start with Benny next to him. We might see McGovern in goals. I don't, I really don't get why you, I mean, we might, but I feel like you want to go full strength in this. You've got a home tie, it's a winnable, get yourself through for a change in the League Cup. And actually, you, you still need, you still need minutes for some of these boys. Yeah. We do genuinely need as many minutes as we can to, to gel with that guy. Um, and see see if we beat Rosenberg. We don't play our next leg like Thursday next week, do we? It's the week after. Well, it's Thursday next week, I think. Yeah, Thursday next week. Bloody hell. And we are at home. At home. That's good. Plenty of time for you to organise and I'll be away day there, Cameron. <laughs> well, <laughs> if we do get through and we're at home, or we away day that we just booked to Dundee will be moved to the Sunday. I know. That's fine with me, but just makes it a bit worse than a, a Saturday day, doesn't it? Makes it a day in the car. 
<laughs> you say that now. Buy our oh. Paul Cameron be driving. <laughs> the 27th of August. Um, oh, good stuff. Well, thank you, boys. We've run out of patter. That's all we've got time for today. So join us next week as we look back at Rosenberg and Partick Thistle. Two incredible victories, I'm sure. And um, ahead to playing a team from the Czech Republic? Croatia. Croatia? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, knew, I knew they are in Croatia. Hajduka. Hadukin split. <laughs> Pielko from Greece. That'd be one of them. Um, and then Dundee away on the, the Sunday. Um, you can play along with Buy or Sell on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at hearts underscore podcast to do so. Um, and don't forget to leave us a nice generous star rating and on Spotify or whatever else you're listening to. They're really racking up and it makes us feel all, all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, but aye, until next time, come on the hearts. Goodbye. <laughs>